music tonight. I praise God for it. If you have your Bible this evening, the Gospel of John chapter 14 will be where I'm going to preach tonight. 14th chapter of the Gospel of John. Brother Charles, thank you for the privilege to be back again, a part of this wonderful conference. It's always a blessing to be here for the fellowship and, of course, the hearing of the Word of God. That's what it's all about. What a way to launch a year, right? Focus 24. Can you believe it's 2024? Sounds like something from a science fiction novel, doesn't it? But here we are on the precipice of it. I, I, I'm going to share with you tonight some things you need to know to go into this new year. And the reason I know you need to know it is because King Jesus said you need to know it. John chapter 14 will be our text tonight. 14th chapter of the Gospel of John. I'm going to start reading in verse 10 and read down with you to verse 20. And that's where we're going to camp for my time tonight. Verse 10 says, Believest thou not that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. Father, help us this evening to think the thoughts of God, to follow the rationale of the Holy Ghost in the writing of these words in the Word of God. May you impart truth and life and light. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Need to know what every disciple needs to know. And it's summed up in the 20th verse. At that day ye shall know, Jesus said, and the word translated know is the word that speaks of knowing on the basis of experience. It's not knowledge gained from theological instruction. It's knowledge gained from personal encounter. It's a very hands-on word that speaks of knowing something on the basis of, of more concrete information than something that I merely read about in a book. It's personal knowledge based on intimate experience. And there are three things that Jesus said are to be the experienced reality of all truly saved people. Now, beloved, you may not have ever put it in the exact words that the Lord Jesus uses in this text, but if you have a relationship with the risen Lord Jesus, then your spirit will bear witness with the Holy Spirit that these things are so. And by the way, that is exactly how we come to know these things. 
I read the context of my text verse tonight because leading up to it, the Lord Jesus emphasized the fact that the Holy Spirit was going to be given the spirit of truth. The world knows nothing of him, but you know him. He is with you and he is in you if you belong to the living Christ, to the Lord Jesus. And because of the presence of the Holy Ghost in my life, I am able to comprehend and to, 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 to know the things that Jesus said I absolutely must know. Now I want to just spend a moment tonight around this threefold cord that Jesus wove and has present, presented to us in his word as the key to effective living. He, he, he is wound together, he is woven together a threefold three cord of a rope of redemption and I want us to spend a moment around it tonight. First of all, I want you to notice that Jesus said you must know, you need to know, you shall know in fact at that day that I am in my Father. Well, what does that mean? That means assignment accomplished. This is about the approval of the Father on the work that was performed by His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The, the fact that Christ is now in the Father. You see, God the Son came into our world as the Son of Man with a very particular assignment. He was a man. In fact, He was the man, the last Adam on mission. He had clearly defined parameters for what He was to be and what He was to do and how it was to be done. In the Gospel of John, we find that recorded a number of times. John chapter 5, for instance, and verse 30. In John 5, and verse 30, Jesus said, I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. John chapter 7, verse 28. Again, this is a record of the parameters under which Christ came and by which he ministered, John 7, 28. Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, Ye both know me, and ye know whence I am, and I am not come of myself, but he that has sent me is true, whom ye know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. John 8 and verse 28. Once again, the Scripture speaks in that kind of language. Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am He, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Although Jesus was and Jesus is fully God, co-equal with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit, in no way inferior to them, yet the Lord Jesus willingly divested Himself of the prerogatives and the privileges of His deity. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He chose, the Lord Jesus chose, of his own free, uncoerced will to become a little lower than the angels for the express purpose of suffering death for the fallen race of humanity. And when he had done all that needed to be done, he was able to shout out from the cross, it is finished. Just prior to going to Calvary, the Lord Jesus prayed in the true Lord's Prayer, the high priestly prayer of John 17, and he said this to the Father, I have finished the work you gave me to do. Do you know tonight you're saved by works? Just not yours? I have finished the... Somebody had to work for salvation. Now you can't do it. You don't have the wherewithal to do it, but someone had to do it. Salvation is not free. It had to be earned. It had to be bought. It had to be worked for. 
And the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, said to the Father on the eve of the cross, I have finished the work thou gavest me to do. Now in these words, at that day ye shall know that I am in my Father. It simply means that on the other side of the cross, the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus is the Father's ratification of all that the Son accomplished. God the Son, now known forever as Jesus the Christ, the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world, God the Son is now sitting on the right hand of the majesty on high. And that is not only a restoration of his own eternal glory, but it is also evidence of his entire victory over sin, death, and the devil. I am in my Father simply means the job is done. Nothing more need be added for the accomplishment of God's saving purpose. Any and all may now come calling on the name of the Lord, believing on and confessing the name of Jesus as all-sufficient Savior and rightful Lord. Remember what John saw in the midst of the throne in Revelation 5? He turned, having been told that the lion of the tribe of Judah had prevailed. He turned and he said, I saw standing in the midst of the throne a lamb as it had been slain. He in the midst of the throne, he in the Father, is evidence that his blood sacrifice is sufficient, that everything that needed be done has been done. There's reason to rejoice today, O sinners. On the eve of a new year, 2024, thank God, because I have an advocate today in the midst of the throne, the God-man, Jesus Christ the Lord, crucified, dead, and buried, but risen again and ascended back to the throne of God from whence he offers grace to all who will repent and believe, and he intercedes for all who do, in fact, repent and believe. Hebrews chapter 9 says, not with the blood of goats and calves, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. I am in my Father. Jesus said, you need to know this. You need to understand, I am in my Father, simply meaning my blood sacrifice has been accepted. The work of salvation is now complete. The full price has been eternally paid. My assignment has been accomplished. I have finished the work thou gavest me to do. God's Spirit bears witness with our saved spirits that this is so. That Jesus has been restored to his place of honor. That his victory over sin and death is accomplished. That his triumph as the last Adam has been ratified. And that his reign as Lord of Lords and King of Kings is now inaugurated. I am in my Father. Assignment accomplished. Secondly, we need to know, and ye in me. I am in the Father, and ye in me. What does that mean? If I in the Father means assignment accomplished, ye in me means salvation secured. Salvation secured. This is the essential truth of salvation. This is the underpinning of the whole framework of the gospel. And it is this, when a sinner repents of self and sin and believes on Jesus as Savior and Lord, that human sinner is so united to the living Christ that it is as if he ceases to exist. And he is absorbed right into the personhood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 3 verse 3 says, Ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. That's why 2 Corinthians 5.17 can say, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The glory of the gospel tonight, the good news of the gospel, and the eternal security of my salvation rest upon the fact that I am right now in Christ. All of us are born in Adam, of course. We're born under the cloud of condemnation that the rebellion of Adam brought on the world. All of us are born so stained and soiled by the original sin of our parents that even our very best efforts at righteousness are as filthy rags, which is why salvation by my works is impossible. Everything I put my hand to is ruined by what I was born into as a man in Adam. But when we're born again, we're no longer seen by God as in Adam. We are now seen as in Christ. The last Adam and his perfect righteousness is not only attributed to us legally, it is also imparted to us. And I'll speak more of that in just a moment. Which is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God the Father made him, Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Ye are in me is about being clothed with Christ. It's about being swaddled in his saving grace, robed with his righteousness. Isaiah 61.10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. What we're talking about now is living in the place of protection from condemnation, the place of justification by faith alone apart from any works of mine. Full acceptance before the Most High God, the Holy One, because I don't stand before him on the basis of my own righteousness or the lack thereof as the case would in fact be, but I stand on the basis of the unblemished righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to know something, Jesus said. You need to know I am in my Father. The job is done. It is accomplished once and forever. You need to know, you need to know that you're in me. You are as safe and secure as I am. You are as sure of heaven as I am. You are as right with God as I am, Jesus said. You need to know that you're in me. And then you need to know that I am in you. You need to know that as well. What does that come down to? I'm using these phrases. I am in the Father. I am in my Father means assignment accomplished. And ye in me, that means salvation is secured. And I in you means power is provided and I in you. I said a moment ago that the righteousness of Christ was not only attributed to me legally, but also imparted to me. And here's what I mean by that. I am not only in Christ, Christ is in me. Now, the resurrected living Jesus has taken up residence in my born again humanity such that I am no longer on my own to have to try to do my best to please God. Galatians 1.27 says, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Probably when you hear that verse, all you think about in terms of glory is glory land. 
Christ in you, the hope of going to heaven one day, and thank God that's a part of it. But when the Bible says Christ in you, the hope of glory, it is actually talking about Christ in you is the power, the hope that you can glorify God in the life you're living right now. See, all have sinned and come short of what? Heaven? No, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We don't have the power to glorify God as he ought to be glorified in our humanity. But Christ does have that power. And when Christ is in me, I now have hope that I can glorify God in the life that I'm living on the way to glory land. I don't have to wait to glory land to glorify God. I can glorify him now because why? Christ is in me. That's why. Well, Paul put it a little differently further in Galatians. This pulpit is very movable. Did you know that? It looks like it's solid as a rock of Gibraltar, but brother, I keep... Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But here's the amazing thing, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. This clause, and I in you is about the practical, experiential side of the Christian life. This is about intimacy of fellowship with Jesus. The kind of thing he spoke of in Revelation 3.20 when he said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. This is about empowerment for victory. The Bible says, ye have overcome them, little children, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. This is about the source of hope that my life and my living can actually give God glory, the kind of glory he's worthy of. As I mentioned just now, Christ in you, the hope of glory. How desperately we need to realize that the key to Christian life is not us doing something for Jesus, but Jesus being himself in and through us. You need to know that I'm in my Father. You don't have to worry about working your way to heaven. I've worked that way for you. And the Father has, has received my sacrifice. And I am now seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. I am in my Father. The job's done. And ye are in me. You have been so absorbed in me that my righteousness robes you. My salvation is given to you. You are secure. Your salvation is secure. You are in me. And I am in you. You don't have to muddle along and struggle along and square your shoulders and set your jaw and say, bless God in 2024, I'm going to try harder. You can say this, I don't have the power. I could never have the power to live for the glory of God, but I don't have to rely on my power. There's someone resident in me. Someone is in me. The Lord Jesus Christ, how desperately we need to realize the presence of Christ in us is the power for victory. John chapter 15, Jesus said, I am the vine, you're the branches. Stick to me and everything else will work out. It's all about the words of this classic praise song. Jesus be Jesus in me. No longer me, but thee. Resurrection power, fill me this hour. Jesus be Jesus in me. That's the fullness of the gospel. That's salvation in shoe leather. That's God's grace on display in the evidence of a changed life. I quoted this verse a moment ago. All of us know it probably by heart, love it. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. 
The King James says, the newer translation says, a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is brand new. He's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I want to tell you this evening, that's not just true positionally. That's true on a practical level as well. And if it's not true of you, then you need to exercise 2 Corinthians 13, 5, which says, let a man exa examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, lest you be reprobate. These three clauses represent everything I really need to know as a Christian convert. As I enter a new year, these are the things I absolutely must know. I believe that the fullness of the gospel and all of the teachings of the Word of God can be headed under one or another of these three tracks of truth. I'm in the Father, you're in me, I'm in you. But these things have to be known on a deeper level than just religious theory. They have to be woven by the Holy Spirit of God into the fabric of our souls such that the life that we're living in the hustle and the hurry of this everyday world is informed by the reality of these three things spoken by Jesus the Christ. I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for this moment, precious holy moment with the Word of God in hand and these things that our Savior said are so essential that they simply must be known. This is a need-to-know situation. We need to know these things. Amen. And we need to live in light of the reality of them day in and day out. And I praise you that your Spirit has given, been given us to teach us and to remind us on an everyday basis of the truth of the fact that my Savior is in the Father and I am in my Savior and my Savior is in me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen.